Welcome to week two of Collision Bend. I am Dean Zarbaugh here on the Taproom Exclusive. I am with Luke Purcell and Ben Northheim, Brewers uh, for Collision Bend. We are now on to the Hope Flows Kolsch-style ale. Uh, I like Kolsch's. Uh, I've talked a lot about Kolsch's on the show. Nice. Uh, I think there's a, it's a style that is gaining appreciation. Absolutely. Uh, I think that there's people like us who can appreciate it for what it is, but it hasn't caught on to the masses yet. Uh, and I, I'm starting to see it turn around a little bit. Yeah. And uh, this this is one of those that if people come in asking for like a light, crisp, easy drinking, crushable beer, this is this is perfect. Yeah, for sure. Um, talk a little bit. Why did you decide to do a Kolsch? What was it about Kolsch's out of all the styles uh, that you decided to do that? Well, I think I think it's, it's more of so a, a brewer's beer for us. So I think yeah. we wanted to have it on tap, um, but it's also a great beer for someone that may not may not be experienced with craft beer and they want to get into it. So it's a good beer for them to come into. Um, like our last beer we were talking about, this one is is almost almost similar, light, crisp ale without the or without the fruit in it. So. It's a very approachable beer as well. Um, I know Luke spent some time in in Germany. They did. And over yeah. over there drinking these beers, so I think that had a little bit more to do with it too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was it like over there? I've never I've never been like uh how how was So I was I got I was fortunate enough to be in one of my um some of my training was part of the Siebel Institute was uh Dolman's Academy, which is over in Germany. And I got to uh, do a little like two-week tour around, and part of that was um, Cologne, Germany, which where the Kolsch uh, style originated, and also a very close by city, uh, Dusseldorf, where Altbier is the rival beer of the rival cities, and the rival beers basically ah. of each other. Very similar uh, German ales. Um, the Altbier being the more amber-colored one, but they're very similar. They use the same yeast strains, and uh, you will not see a Kolsch beer. In, uh, in Dusseldorf or vice versa you won't see okay. that happen it's uh it's just it's like Steelers and Browns although we see a lot of Steelers <laughs> fans do, yeah. here so it's maybe well. maybe that's a bad comparison well uh the Dusseldorf didn't go away for however long right. and just come back <laughs> right. you know so right true that <laughs> you know there's that, that that tends to happen when your team leaves yeah uh but uh I I, I have a really fond appreciation for you know the German German styles of beer uh why do you kind of see Kolsch's kind of turn, making this kind of turn to seeing a bunch on the shelves now? I, I think there's probably several, several reasons. I mean, it is a brewer's thing. You walk into a room full of brewers uh, when, I, when I started in, in the industry, which was a, a few years ago, and uh, you would see brewers drinking IPAs, and, and consumers were basically like what's an IPA believe mm-hmm. it or not this is a true story this really happened because IPA was all but extinct and that being said we all know what happened to that style and how popular all IPAs are and how every style that there you can imagine has become there's been an IPA version of that style now mm-hmm. because that's what we uh, you know us US craft brewers do we, nowadays we turn everything into an IPA <laughs> Um, so Kolsch IPA will be our next brew, obviously. Uh, it's the next step. Yeah. But actually, I do know some brewers that are using the Kolsch strain for, for some of their IPAs. So it's, it's oh, kind of already there. Yeah. It's a nice, clean yeast strain. 
I think so. My point is, part of the reason for it is that brewers have gravitated towards some lighter stuff, as uh, some of us have gotten a little older in the industry and maybe can't always handle the big, strong uh, IPAs for every single beer we have. So you'll walk into a room full of brewers now, and everyone has an IPA. All the brewers have, like, a Pilsner or a Kolsch. And so I think what, my, what I'm trying to say with that part is this is an ale strain mm. of yeast, which is... There's a quicker turnaround as far as tanks go. And a lot of us small brew pubs, that's a big deal. Tank space is a big deal. And we can turn this Kolsch beer in about two, two and a half weeks. Whereas if we were doing a Pilsner or a Hell Slager or something like that, we're talking four to six weeks. Oh, wow. So to us, especially in the summertime down here, that's a big deal. And I would Absolutely. imagine a lot of other brewers would, would cite that as the same reason why they're choosing a Kolsch style as one of their light options rather than having a Pilsner all year round or something as much as we all love the, the Pilsner right. style. Uh, you know, it's been fun to see the, the turn towards the lighter styles. And, uh, you know, I, I tell people a lot that's a way for the, the nerdiest of us to really tell how a brewer cuts their teeth. You know, there's nothing to hide behind in a Kolsch Absolutely. or a... Or a light, an American light lager. Yeah. Would, would you agree with that, Ben? Yeah, absolutely. There's, uh, there's no, there's not, not much to it. So there's not a ton of hops in it. There's, you're going to taste the malt character and a little bit of the hops in the style. But if there's any flaws in there, you're going to know right away. Yeah, and that, and that's, that's nice to kind of know. And, and uh, I, it's been one of my favorite things to see is uh, the American light lagers, these Kolsch's trying these at at different places when i've been out and about it's uh it's nice to find stuff that doesn't uh isn't necessarily going to wreck my palate right and and i can have a few and still feel okay and like i you know uh i don't feel like i'm gonna lose my head or anything uh because you know that's you know it it was it's you see all these like triple ipas quadruple ipas like how many ibus can we throw into this thing and sure you know, I like me some bitter beers, don't get me wrong, but it's nice to have beer right. every <laughs> once in a while when I just yep. want to mow the lawn or something. Yeah. It's, a good, uh, it's a good style to start with if you're hitting a brewery, their yeah. cold style. Um, like Ben said, can't, if there's flaws, you're going to know it. So that kind of could give you a pretty good indication, uh, like you said, of how, how that brewer you know is doing with everything. If, if you can taste a nice, clean Kolsch, it's a pretty good bet that the rest of the beers are going to be pretty good. So... That's why a lot of brewers and uh, uh, craft beer savvy drinkers go to that first maybe when they go mm-hmm. in and then move on to whatever style they might prefer, IPA or a dark porter or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, talking a little bit about your guys' system, you guys have a 15-barrel 15 15 barrel system? Correct. And uh, how, how much are you guys like putting out yearly at this point? Uh, I think last year we came in right around 1,000 barrels. Oh, wow. Um, this year, I could see it being uh, increased with all the new cans that we're putting out and, and the increased distribution this year. So Very I think cool. we have capacity for 2,000 yeah. if we maxed it out. If you ma- absolutely max 24-7. Yeah, like, I always talk about <laughs> the terms of perfect world. Nothing ever went wrong that year capacity and then like realistic capacity. <laughs> right. So. Okay, gotcha. So I think we're around. If we really turned everything out and never brewed a lager and never had anything any fermentations go slowly or anything like that or i think we can get somewhere between 2300 barrels here and then uh i think more real world is more like 2000 like ben said yeah yeah 
Very cool. Uh, and this is, a, you know, talk a little bit about the profile on this Kolsch. Uh, you know, I mentioned it's a light, crisp, easy drinker. What are what are some notes people are going to get off of it and uh, flavors? And There's a soap. Um, so we've actually worked pretty hard on this beer. It's one of those things, like, we were very excited when we first brewed it. It was the first beer we brewed here. So, obviously, when you're getting to know a new system, that's exciting and fermented and all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but we have gone through several different yeast strains uh, in the two years to try to find the one that we really, really liked. And uh, we really actually think that we found the one now. <laughs> two years later. Um, the way it's performing. It's also used in our Lake Erie Sunset, which we talked about last week. So um, we wanted a, a, a yeast that would perform well and that we could use for a number of generations and still have consistency. And we weren't getting that with some of the strains we tried. Um, that this is the one that's doing it for us and it, the first batch of, of all the other ones have been like our favorite ones and then as it got on in generations it was uh not really the what we wanted anymore mm. pretty quickly so this one's been doing exactly what we want to and we're very excited that it's doing that and it's crisp and dry i think you're going to get some uh you get a little bit of a fruity note in this it should be a very very clean beer um, but obviously not flavorless and that's not what we were going for right. This yeast throws a little bit of uh, even some of that early part of fermentation. We got a little nervous about it because it had a little bit of uh, almost that banana ester that you pick up in a Hefeweizen okay. or something, slightly. Uh, but that dissipated before we put it on tap, so that worked out fine. And uh, But you do get a little bit of fruitiness, and uh, mostly it's that just clean, crisp, dry finish, I think, that I love. Was that the, the banana clove that kind of was coming out early? Was that from was that from the yeast? That's from the yeast, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's just from uh, the temperature it's at? or Yeah, so we found with that strain, the, the recommended temperature that they told us to use uh, was a little higher than it should be. Okay. So that first batch, we after that, we dialed it back, and now we've got it in where that where that uh, yeah. those flavors aren't really coming through anymore. Gotcha. Yeah, and sometimes that's a system thing. So their recommendation might have been here based on, you know, their pilot brews or this or that or whoever they use for the comparison, but our tanks might be a little bit different shape or, you know, all those kind of things actually matter. So um, it could be something like that. But, yeah, we're, we're having great success with it now with the temperatures we're using, and we love it. Yeah, it's a great beer. I, I'm glad to see it's taken off. And uh, part of the uh, the can proceeds, uh, you guys have been helping uh, donate uh, back to uh, the, was the Cleveland? Uh... So it's actually, like, Cancer patients at the Cleveland Clinic. There's a foundation that we've partnered with called Champions of Hope. And what their role has become is kind of filling in the cracks of the things that were, people are getting help. And uh, the gentleman who started it, his wife was going to the clinic for um, chemotherapy. And he noticed that people were having trouble and taking a taxi cab there and things like that. So this is actually, their their foundation is like providing rides or Maybe, oh, maybe helping with um, when relatives have to stay in town and things like that. So things that kind of get missed with uh, the, the normal things. So we, we loved what they were doing. And uh, so, yeah, like you said, part of the proceeds of all of the canned beer in this and all the draft in-house is going to that foundation to help cancer patients at the Cleveland Clinic. Very cool. I appreciate you guys doing that. You know, uh, it's, it seems to be a, a tried and true uh, tradition in this in this industry is to help out the community around you yeah for sure uh more so than you see in a lot of other industries and it's it's great to see everybody give back uh any way they can uh to the local community so thank you guys for that i appreciate it uh anything you guys wanted to uh 
get out about the uh, the Hope Flows Kolsch profile or anything that I might have forgotten to touch on. Uh, we've added this to our year-round can lineup as well. So oh, you should nice. be able to find this uh, all the places we distribute, especially Heinen's. Um, so yeah, go out and grab a six-pack of it. Yeah, great absolutely. Beer. Great beer. Definitely, uh, definitely go out and grab it off the shelf or come in here, get it on draft. Uh, both very good. Uh, thank you guys for being here. Tune in next week for another edition of the Taproom Exclusive.